of the day. Quote of the day. It's real simple, too. Failing to plan is a plan for failure. Failing to plan is a plan for failure. 508-996-0500 is how you get onto the program today. I actually heard about this story on the uh, television news, excuse me, on the phone news. And so when I was coming into the radio station this morning, I said, I'm going to go down the neck and I'll go by the Bayside Lounge to see if anything is going on. Just a couple of people stirring about upstairs. And I would think it would be very, very difficult to fall asleep after what happened last evening. Tim actually put this story together at WBSM.com around 1 o'clock this morning. More details have been released regarding the incident at a Fairhaven bar in which former New Bedford acting fire chief Paul Cordaire was killed after firing a gun and striking an Akushnet police officer. According to the Bristol County District Attorney's Office, Cordaire was drinking with friends at the Bayside Lounge on Sconaconnect Road. Quinn said Cordaire had been drinking for several hours at the Bayside before getting into an altercation inside the establishment. You can read this story at WBSM.com. Cordaire then attempted to get into his vehicle to leave and another person tried to stop him from driving. Cordaire then got into a physical altercation with that person, and police were called to the scene. Officer said, excuse me, Quinn said, excuse me, I skipped the line. Officers from the Fairhaven Police Department arrived to find Cordaire armed with a firearm. Mutual aid was then called in from Akushnet Police and Mattapoiset Police. Quinn said officers from all three departments attempted to de-escalate the situation with multiple non-lethal attempts. However, Cordaire fired his handgun and shot an Akushnet police officer in the leg. Police then returned fire and killed Cordaire. The officer who was shot was treated at St. Luke's Hospital and later released, according to District Attorney Quinn. And Quinn also says the investigation is still ongoing. There has been a lot of stuff dealing with former acting Fire Chief Cordaire in the news from his firing, etc., I don't know if you were at the Bayside, and I certainly don't want you calling. Well, you heard this from somebody else. But what a way, what a way to end 2023 for Coderre. I have no idea what's going to happen with any pending investigation dealing with his firing or anything like that. I'm not going to try to speculate. I feel sorry for any family that he has, but I do want to go back on to something that I had mentioned yesterday about not liking to go out on New Year's because there are too many, 
too many crazy people out there. And I'm not trying to say that Cordaire was crazy in this particular case. The story that Tim has put up at WBSM.com is basically one-sided from the district attorney's office. I'm not saying the district attorney's side of the story is true, false, or anywhere in between. But what I am saying it is, it is that time of year. And according to this story, Cordaire had been drinking for several hours at the Bayside. And then he pulled out a gun. He fired the gun. He, he hit somebody. I, it's hard to sit here and blame police for sticking up for one of their own, never mind maybe protecting themselves. I don't mean to tell you not to go to any business on New Year's Eve. That's one night away or maybe even tonight. But there are some crazies out there at this particular time of the year. Actually, you and I know there are crazies out there 365 on a, on a leap year like the one coming up 366 days of the year. But be mindful Be mindful that there are certain people out there having a good time that sometimes take it a little too far. I've been there. I've done that. I've regretted it numerous times. Maybe you've done the same thing. Maybe not to the point of uh, wielding out a, a firearm. But you know how you feel the next day besides having a massive hangover? Oh, you regretted doing such and such. So, uh, while deepest sympathies and condolences go out to the Coderre family. And also, let's not forget the Akushnet police officer who was wounded in what seems to be the line of duty. And I know... There are going to be some people that are going to say, this is one of the reasons why we shouldn't allow folks to have firearms. Let's not go. Let's not go down that road. It's the person, not the gun. 508-996-0500 is how you get out to the program this morning. Thank you very much. Hello. Yes. Hi, Brian. How are you? I am. The first thing that comes to my mind about that whole scene last night is why was that guy overpoured with so much liquor that he was there for several hours drinking. Why wasn't he shut off? That's, that's the big problem with a lot of people. They get in their cars afterwards, and they go home, and they get into an accident and either injure themselves or others or even kill themselves or others. But why? Uh, don't these bars get fined if they overpour for their patrons? I know they're trying to make their money, but at the same time, enough is enough. Uh, I hear you. I, and one doesn't, you know, I, I'm here. I, I hear what you're saying. I have no idea if there was overpouring. It said he had been drinking for several hours. It doesn't say that he had numerous drinks over several hours. 
I don't know. I'm not trying to pretend like I do know. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we we can jump to a conclusion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Well, whether it be him or even anybody else for that matter, of course, this ended up in his death because of all the activity that went on from the time he was there and drinking to the time that uh, he shot an officer in the lake. and, And then he was shot at by police for protection for themselves, really. But uh, I, I thought to myself, if he's been drinking since the afternoon, how much liquor did he have? I, I mean, I'd like to see the tab. I'd like to see the tab and see how much was on that tab of the liquor that he purchased. But then again, if he was out with friends, it could very well be their friends had paid for rounds for him, too. It could be, or it could be he paid for rounds for other people and he only had a couple of drinks. It could be that he's just a little bit over point zero eight or under points. I, you know, we're, we're speculating at that. But, you know, it doesn't take much in your system to make you just go off a little bit. You know, there's an altercation. Was it because he had too much to drink? I, I, I don't know. I'm oh. here. I know, I know, I know. But at the same time, I'm just concerned. I'm I'm concerned about everybody because the thing is, no matter if it's the uh, New Year's weekend or any other weekend or any other night, if a person goes to a bar and they sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there and drink and drink and drink and drink, there could be problems, serious problems. I would agree with that. I haven't even heard, and I'm sure you're probably going to touch on the accident that was on 140 in New Bedford where there were several cars involved, and I don't even know if there was liquor involved with that. But uh, but like I said, I'm just concerned with all the liquor being poured and how that's affecting people and how that can affect you and I if we decide to go and visit family or friends and some maniac who's been overpoured is in their car and they hit us and either injure us, kill us, or whatever. Mamus. So there's yeah. going to be a stop somewhere, you know? I hear you. So so where would you draw the line? I mean, are two drinks enough, uh, six too many? I would leave that up to really a physician or even the DA, if he could answer that. You know, what is considered a reasonable amount? Plus, you don't even know, was it just a beer or was it some kind of hard liquor? You know, some, some hot liquor that has an awful lot of alcohol in it. I mean, it's going to affect everybody differently. Some people, they're very light drinkers because they, they, they get drunk too fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people, some people are big. Been, right. Some people have been drinking for years. They're seasoned drinkers. And uh, it could very well be that if they're seasoned drinkers, they can hold more. Who knows? But I would think I would leave that up to a physician to answer or even the DA you know, they have more experience in that field. But uh, but I don't know, like I say, if these bars have a limit as to how much they can give a single person over a period of time. But then again, I can tell you through experience that I had a family member that he would bar hop. Because if he went to one bar and had two drinks, sure. then they knew what was going to happen with him next. So he'd go to the next bar and have two more drinks there. And so he might have hit four places in one night, you know? I know. I, so. I hear that story. And, you know, I think I've been there not necessarily as a person drinking from one bar to the next, but I've certainly bar hopped. Yeah. Hey, thank you for your call. I do appreciate it. Happy New Year. Yeah, Stay safe. Too. Same thing. Bye.
508-996-0500. That's how you get onto the program today. If you're just now waking up to the story, former acting New Bedford Fire Chief Paul Coderre killed last evening outside the Bayside Lounge in Fairhaven after he apparently fired a gun striking an Akushnet police officer. We're trying to get all the details as we can. It's going to be a little bit difficult. I'm I'm flying solo in here today, but we are taking your calls two days before January 1. It is a reminder to be very, very careful as you drive. You don't know what that other person has been doing. Uh, and hopefully you're just driving from point A to point B, sane and sober. Uh, we bring this up. I have checked a couple of other sources, New Bedford Light, of course, WBSM.com and the Standard Times. None of the stories that I've read thus far and the report from, I believe, Channel 5 or excuse me, uh, WBZ, so Channel 4, doesn't mention how much. The uh, former acting fire chief, Coderre, had been drinking. It does say that he has been drinking for several hours, but doesn't say how much was consumed, how many different drinks uh, that he may have had, what type of uh, drinks. But it is that time of year. People are, are celebrating, and sometimes people celebrate too much. You know it, and I know it. So just be doubly careful while you are driving. As for the story from the Bayside Lounge, I I don't, you know, what happens now? Does does the, the Bayside open up later on today and try to resume business? I, that would be very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. If you are just now tuning in, Former New Bedford acting fire chief Paul Coderre, who you have certainly heard in the news dealing with his termination, whether you think it was a wrongful termination or the proper termination, he is now dead. He allegedly fired a gun and struck an Akushnet police officer outside the Bayside Lounge yesterday evening afternoon officers returned fire and killed Cordaire it's a, a sad story at a at a time of year where sad stories abound and we really don't want to hear them a uh, previous caller mentioned the fact that there was an accident on on 140 I don't know much about it I know that you can read about it at WBSM.com. I haven't, I've scantily read it because a lot of these accidents are, you know, they're, they're a dime a dozen. There was another one in Somerset uh, where a third person is, has passed on. Uh, it's, it's that time of year. It, it, it's a time that I really don't like talking about those kind of accidents because I, I remember 
what it was like uh, several years ago when I was walking. I brought this up yesterday, walking with a friend of mine. We had had dinner on New Year's Eve. And we were walking back to his apartment. And a car, a car came buzzing around the corner and hit a kid who was walking with his family. And folks assumed automatically that the guy had been drinking, and I don't know if he had been or had not been. But they started beating on the guy. And um, so I, I, I just remember that scene, and, you know, it's plastered in my brain. And so unless I was working on New Year's Eve, I, I tried my best not to go out. And if I went out, I tried my best to stay at the place that I went to because, you know, sometimes enough is enough. New Year's Eve, I'm, I'm, I'm not planning on going out. Hopefully I've got the Three Stooges or a couple of good football games to watch that evening and then eventually fall asleep Sunday night, wake up New Year's Day on, on Monday. 508 996 There was another story that I brought up I, I'd like to get into. More of a, a national story with uh, far-reaching implications into your pocket. And I think I, I wrote it up in such fashion to you this morning as, would you give $886 billion of your tax dollars to a group that failed six straight audits? Well, you have. And that group would be the Pentagon, defense spending, $886 billion. That is more than the next four countries combined. $886 billion is more than the next four countries total. Can you believe that? That would be Great Britain. That would be Russia. That would be China, and I forgot what the fourth country is. Maybe France. Don't don't quote me on that. Eight hundred eighty-six billion. And one could reasonably ask the question: What are we getting for it? A lot of jobs. A lot of jobs. You might have a friend or two that works for Raytheon, electric boat. There are a lot of countries that, that, that get money courtesy of the Pentagon. The question is, they have failed six straight audits. Government audits failed. And this is after saying no several years to having an audit. So, Knowing that the defense budget is $886 billion, knowing that the president is looking for another $50 billion for Ukraine, knowing that the government is going to be looking for more money for Israel, is there a time that you say enough is enough? And I say yes. If you're failing audits because money can't be found... Well, what's happening to the money? Where is it going? 
who is who is getting enriched because you know and I know money doesn't just disappear. Or maybe you think it does. Maybe you think that our defense is the best defense in the world and as much money as you need to spend on it, go for it. Well, I'm not sure we're getting our money's worth. That is my, not only my gut feeling. Look, if you're failing six audits, if you can't be accountable for all of the money that you are requesting and receiving, then at best, you shouldn't be getting anything extra. And I would make a, a humble pitch to say that you need to get less. Every time the the Houthis, you know, the Yemeni group that is blocking off one of the straits, every time that they fire one of their, at best, $10,000 rockets toward the United States ship, the United States goes to knock it down with a missile that's costing about a million bucks. Look at the difference. $10,000, million. $10,000, million. And then those rockets, there's only a finite number when they run run out of the rockets. Let me try this again. The U.S., when they run out of those rockets, that ship has to leave. Another one then has to come in and take its place. How long before the Houthis, who are there getting their stuff at 10,000 a pop, eliminates all of the all of the million dollar plus missiles. They, they can make us go broke. The Houthis can make us go broke trying to fight this war with, with Israel or helping to back up Israel. Now, it's kind of early for this stuff, but, you know, money is money. $886 billion worth. And I'm not sure, you know, after what happened in Afghanistan, what we know went on in Iraq. I'm not sure that the U's and me's are getting our money's worth. We see a porous border. We can't use any of our troops to, to help protect the border. What are we paying for? What are we paying for? What is that money being used for? Do, do you feel like you're getting the best bang for your buck? And I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, I don't think so. In fact, I say I don't think so when I really know I don't know so. I know we're not getting the bang for our buck. 508-996-0500. Let's hear from you. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, morning Brian. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing? Brian is you know, I just tuned. I just tuned into your uh, the radio station and what you said. That's uh, you know pretty a sad event happened during the day or at night there at the uh, at the Bayside. Yeah, uh, I it let's you know how it gets dark early, so afternoon evening. You know, it sounds like you know because sometimes if people get the story wrong, uh, even when the police get on scene. But maybe he had a you know a couple of drinks uh, and he was just uh, at the bar uh, for hours and uh, you know, 
But uh, it doesn't take much for people to get drunk, Brian. You know, some people can't hold hard liquor. They get drunk in a matter of minutes. Forget about hours. And, Absolutely. Uh, and the bar, nothing really most of the time uh, ends up well at the bar. You get heated discussions over sports and then women, politics. I, I sort of always stayed away from bars. Nothing good comes out of there. You know, people... <laughs> And sometimes people say stupid things they shouldn't say when they get uh, too uh, too much in them. Absolutely, and they, and they chirp like uh, like birds. You know, the whole life story comes out, and uh, the next day they don't know how uh, everybody knows about their private lives. They just had too much to drink, and then they started uh, chirping a lot. No, I I would tend to agree with you, and if if I'm Paul Coderre, which I am not. If somebody brought up a story dealing with his um, his termination from the fire department and uh, any of that, that could easily trigger trigger something off. No pun intended you know, with the term. You know something, Brian. A question that I ask that uh, you know many should ask is why did he bring a gun to the bar? Uh, yeah, did he have a license to conceal yes, the yes, license to yes, carry? Yes, he does. He did. He's, he did. He's past tense. Yeah. Now. Yes. Because, uh, you know, drinking and firearms don't mix. No, they don't. No, they don't. Ask the former sheriff of uh, Bristol County. He'll tell you that, too. So my prayers go out to that police officer. You said a cushionet who was wounded. Yes. And a family of uh, the former fire chief. It's just a sad story right before the end of the year and, and something tragic like that. And it could all have been averted if... He stood away from the bar and left his firearm at home. Well, certainly if he had left the firearm at home, uh, it could have been another bar. And I guess... Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Could have been a guy. Could have been in, he could have been in, a, in an automobile accident uh, because he was trying to uh, get into his automobile, correct? He was, according to the story, that's... it. Again, who knows if he was or wasn't, but yes, he was trying to get into the vehicle. And my guess, this is simply a guess, is that folks were trying to stop him from driving because they thought he was intoxicated. Or right. at least that he, they thought he'd had too much to drink. You don't have to have a lot to drink to blow a point zero eight in that tube. Oh, absolutely. And some people, it doesn't take a much, uh, you know, just a little shot of whiskey and they're gone. Yeah. You know, it's everybody's different depending on your biology. But uh, you have a happy new year, Brian. Stay home. If you're going to have your little shot of whiskey, I would say stay home and watch the ball go down like you've been saying. You know, that's <laughs> I, what I'll I be will, doing. I uh, will without the shot of whiskey, but thank you. Oh, all right. Well, I'll <laughs> dab ginger ale. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds good. I appreciate it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred ginger ale. I haven't had ginger ale in such a long time. Maybe that wouldn't be bad. The uh, latest coronavirus report card came out. It came out on Thursday. Here in the Commonwealth, four thousand eight hundred eleven new coronavirus cases reported last week. The week that ended on Thursday. And that's about 700 more than the week prior. The number of people dying in COVID-19 related death, that's down, down three, 22 this past week. So that's positive, fewer people dying, but a lot more people coming down with COVID-19, 
two or three people that I that I know have had it over the past week. I think woman friend said she's going out with one of her friends that uh, had COVID and is now over it. Uh, you know, COVID is, isn't it like that now? You might come down with it and you're, you're out, down and out three or four days and then poof, you're back at it. it, it it's like the flu or a common cold. Now, obviously, it hits certain people in a in a very negative way, i.e. Chris McCarthy. But for most people, it hasn't really been that bad of an experience. And thankfully so. Although, how many millions? Did we? Yeah, we lost more than a million people from COVID, right? Yeah, I forgot what the number was, but it was a pretty high number. We can, remember how we were keeping track and... World Health Organization, you know, they were really building up. Same with the CDC. I really like New Boston Post. They are an online newspaper. They tend to print a lot of articles that you and I won't see in the Boston Globe, the Boston Herald, the Herald News. Standard Times, Cape Cod Times, the regular papers. Even stories that you might not find here at WBSM. They came out with their top five ridiculous comments from Bay State politicians during this past year. Top five. Here's one of them. May we build a just and livable future for all and may all our Christmases be green. You know who said that? Senator Ed Markey. Dreaming of a green Christmas. May we build a just and livable future for all and may all our Christmases be green. How do you feel about that? That That's one of our U.S. senators. Now, we know he's been big on climate change and, and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, re- really? May all of our Christmases be green? I'm dreaming of a green Christmas. Oh, boy. Number four. Ha, ha, ha. I think that what the right wing is trying to do with this term, the term is woke, is to see how much division and dissension and just plain old hatefulness they can stir up. Elizabeth Warren back in the summer with that uh, particular comment. Ayanna Presley, the congresswoman. (laughs) Student debt cancellation is essential and it is a racial justice imperative. Black folks, especially black women, are among the most impacted by the student debt crisis and we must be intentional in centering their voices and experiences in our policy response. Oh, really? Black folks, especially black women, are among the most impacted by the student debt crisis. According to Ayanna Presley, do you agree with her on that? 
Number two. Number two. <laughs> oh, this one. Clemency is an important executive tool that can be used to soften the harsher edges of our criminal justice system. I am proud to release these new clemency guidelines that will center fairness and equity by taking into consideration the unique circumstances of each individual petitioner and the role of systemic biases. What are the biases? The petitioner's age at the time of the offense, health, post-offensive behavior, race, ethnicity, gender, and sexual identity, as well as whether they are a survivor of sexual assault, domestic abuse, or human trafficking. That from our governor, who, by the way, has been absent almost as much as she's been on the job in her first year in office. Maura Healy. And number one, number one. Now, this is a counselor who came up with this, an Amherst town counselor. Wait till you. Wait till you hear this. Maybe you've heard it already, so it's a repeat. But this, you know, the, these, these, these are quotes. New Boston Post. They caught it. I find it summarily here with the fugitive slave law. Counselor Dorothy Pam said earlier this year in reference to states considering making it illegal to leave the state to get an abortion or take a minor to receive gender-affirming care. Massachusetts was known for trying to fight against that, and this is the language of these new laws, which are coming from the same place. They both relate to human bondage. This is a, a town councilor equating gender-affirming care and abortion to the fugitive slave law. Now, I don't know who this counselor Dorothy Pam is, but she is way off base here to, to compare the fugitive slave law to folks leaving a state to get an abortion. Now, I, look, I'm not against somebody leaving a state, and I think that Massachusetts will be the recipient of many women who want to get an abortion that cannot do it in in their own state. But this whole thing dealing with gender-affirming surgery, make it in Massachusetts? Really? I can imagine there might be some staged events where they're trying to snatch people. That's what this Counselor Pam is saying, referring to state officials and states that have banned these procedures. They like to do some demonstrations. Hey, we elect them in this state. All right, um, here are some of the honorable mention quotes. Ed Markey, Senator Markey, calls sharks magnificent creatures who we are so lucky to coexist with. Really? And we pay this guy more than 
$100,000 a year to come up with these fantabulous quotes. Catherine Clark, Congresswoman, the extremists are holding the American people hostage. The extremists are holding the American people hostage. Now, I'm not sure she's talking about the Republicans in Congress or she's talking about MAGA folks. Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, Massachusetts Department of Public Health embraces pregnant people rather than pregnant women. One of those pronoun type things. Local Democratic Party officials said this, abortion lessens the cost of a child in special education. You can't make this stuff up. We've got some wing nuts as elected officials at the local level, state level, and of course in the congressional and senatorial delegation. Ayanna Presley calls abortion routine medical care. Ayanna Presley affirms black babies are beautiful and instructs crowd to stay woke at NAACP convention. Our tax dollars, very, very hard at work. Yeah, that's because in telling you about some of the other things that are going on, I completely forgot. Oops. The Bitcoin business barometer, where we measure the universal crypto marketplace for today, December 30th. As you know, I get the numbers from coinmarketcap.com. Let's see. Hmm. Not as rosy as it's been, that's for sure. Bitcoin down more than $1,700 from last Saturday at this time, coming in at $41,858. Ethereum down 3 bucks, coming in at 2286 Binance Coin at 316 that's up $49. Solana is up $7 at $102. XRP at 61 cents, that's down a penny. Cardano 60 cents down 2 cents and Avalanche coming in at $38 this morning. That's down 7 from last Saturday at this time. And that is your Bitcoin business barometer for today, Saturday, December 30th, 2023. The next biz barometer coming your way in 2024. We'll also do some comparison on what it was like in January of 23, 22, and 21 when we do that next biz barometer for you. At any rate... ABC News is coming your way at the top of the hour, and we will take your calls at 508-996-0500. The big story going on in our backyard right now, and I do have the release from Fairhaven Police. The Fairhaven Police Department reports that the Bristol County Sheriff's uh, and the District Attorney's Office is investigating an officer-involved shooting that occurred Friday night. Police were called to the Bayside Lounge about 5 p.m. for a report of an intoxicated male. 
Fairhaven police respond